Hey everybody, Jeremy Markovich here. Two quick notes before we get going. First, this podcast has a new home. It's now part of the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, which you can find at ncrabbithole.com. There you can check out previous episodes of Away Message. You can find any new episodes that we're putting out. And if you like this podcast, I think, no guarantees, but I think you will like my weekly newsletter. It is about weird North Carolina stuff. Comes out every Thursday. It is free if you want it to be. And you can sign up at ncrabbithole.com. Second, this episode was produced during my time at Our State Magazine. Now, I happen to think that most of it still holds up, but some of the promo codes and websites that I mention may no longer work. Okay, here's the show. Okay, Charlie, talking to the microphone. Way back in March, when I started my reporting for this podcast, I brought home my equipment, a recorder, a microphone, and my son Charlie, who was two and a half years old at the time, he noticed. Charlie, if you had anything at all to say, what would you say? Yes, please. In the six months since then, while I've been putting together episodes of this podcast, Charlie and I have also been working on our own show. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Charlie and Daddy podcast. My name is Daddy. I'm Charlie. And what are we doing this morning, Charlie? We're playing blocks in the morning. We talk about what's happening in our lives. He talks about Paw Patrol and Dory and Lightning McQueen. And I talk about work. So how does Daddy get to the office? Because he's driving a car. So do I ever walk to the office? No, drive. Okay. And do I ever take a bicycle to the office? No, a car. Do you like Daddy's car? Yeah. Is it a good car? It's a good car. It's a 10-year-old Volvo. Still runs just fine. And it's been all over the state. For this podcast alone, I've put more than 2,500 miles on my old car, going just about everywhere, from the westernmost point in North Carolina to the Atlantic Ocean. But the trip I make most often is the 14-mile drive from my home to my office. For months, I've been visiting North Carolina's most remote places to try and answer this question. What does remote even mean? At first, I thought it meant far away or hard to get to, like when we went deep into the Great Smoky Mountains to the most geographically remote spot in the entire state. Who in their right mind would go out here? (laughs) But then I thought, maybe it's something that's harder to understand. Like when I was almost 2,000 feet off the ground on a TV tower, and for whatever reason, I wasn't scared. Nothing to compare it to. My point is, remote is really kind of a judgment call, which got me to thinking, well, my house is in a small neighborhood out in the country. My office is in the city. And almost every weekday, I drive there without giving it any thought at all. 20 or 25 minutes later, I'm there. In the evening, I reverse the process, rinse, repeat. 14 miles in a car is nothing, really. But what if I didn't have a car? Would my house suddenly become a remote place? I decided to find out. Off I go. 
our state magazine, this is Away Message, a podcast about what you find in hard-to-find places. I'm Jeremy Markovich. For most of North Carolina's history, about half of it, any area that wasn't on the coast was considered to be a remote place. When the first Europeans arrived in North Carolina, they arrived by sailing ship. And for a very long time, from the 1600s to the 1800s, ships were the most convenient way to travel over long distances, which means North Carolina's biggest cities were all on the coast. Wilmington, Bath, Beaufort, New Bern. New Bern was the capital. Going over water? Much easier than traveling over land. You had horse-drawn carriages going over mainly dirt roads, which would become, of course, mud roads once it rained. That is Jessica Stanford, who studies migration and population at the Carolina Population Center at UNC Chapel Hill. You also had different like just wooden planks laid down on the ground, um, and that's mostly how people traversed, and their scope of travel was quite small. It doesn't sound like a fun trip. <laughs> no. It, it kept you pretty local. Inland towns like Greensboro, Charlotte, Raleigh were all there, but they were small. Until, that is, something came along in the mid-1800s and changed everything. Railroads. Railroads were first built where industry was, uh, and then later were built in areas where you had residents settling who were the increasingly growing middle class and upper class. By the mid-1800s, if your town didn't have a railroad stop, then it must be a really small town. So North Carolina's bigger towns, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Raleigh, Charlotte, Durham, they grow and grow because that's where the factory jobs are. And people need to live close to where they work. And then comes the next big thing. So naturally, that would be the automobile. Um, when, uh, you know, Ford came out with his Model T, uh, that, was, that was transformative, not just for North Carolina, but for the entire country. And after World War II come the interstate highways, which means a lot of people who could afford to leave the cities did. Once we had the automobile um, and the urban center became to be recognized as kind of a dirty place, uh, it had low sanitation and quality of life. Everybody basically says, I can live really wherever I want and, and still be able to earn a living. Right. You saw the growth of jobs within smaller towns, the development of main streets within these smaller towns near urban centers. In other words, suburbs are now possible. Which brings me to where I live, the town of Oak Ridge, North Carolina. It's become a bedroom community for Greensboro, and the population has grown from about 4,000 people in 2000 to about 7,000 today. I moved from Charlotte to Oak Ridge, from the city to the country, two and a half years ago. It was a change. Most things, work, restaurants, Costco, are further away in mileage 
but because there's less traffic, it doesn't take as long to get there. But something else has happened. When I moved to Charlotte in 2005, Google Maps didn't really exist. I had to learn how to get places, which meant I had to learn landmarks. I had to learn how to figure out which street went where. I needed maps, and I took public transit, buses, the light rail. I knew how to get around Charlotte really well. Still do. Here, when I need to get somewhere, I put the address in my phone, and it tells me where to go. And because of that, I don't really know about the place where I live. Not up close. When I get in the car, I turn on the radio, and I'm there. So if I left the car at home and walked to work, how long would it take? What would I see? How would I feel? Who would I meet? What am I missing when I'm flying by at 55 miles an hour? And what's the true distance between the two most important places in my everyday life? The place where I live and the place where I work. So, one morning this week, I woke up, ate a big breakfast of bacon, threw a change of clothes in a backpack, put on some sunscreen, and plotted my course. It would be almost 14 miles of walking. I, I was a little excited. My son Charlie was not. You know, Daddy's going to walk to work today? Why are you walking today? Because I want to see how long it takes. You think Daddy should walk to work, or you think Daddy should drive? I need to drive, Daddy. On this day, I did not take Charlie's advice. But what was it like? Well, I met a lot of people, saw a lot of things that you would never even notice from the seat of your car. And how long does it take to walk 14 miles to work? Answers to all of that when my walk begins right after the break. Hey, buddy, I'm going to work now, okay? Have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye. Welcome back. So, I decided to see if my own home was a remote place by walking to work. 14 miles. The first half, along the back roads of the North Carolina countryside, past farms and through woods, over creeks and across lakes. The second half would be in the city of Greensboro, along busy streets, over shady greenways and past construction sites with traffic and noise and sidewalks that never seem to be there when you need them. All of that was ahead. But first, I said goodbye to my family. Goodbye, Holly. He's a good girl. All right. And off I went. Okay, it is 8.31, and I am setting off. It's a beautiful day. Sun's coming up completely blue sky. I'm about like a half mile into the walk. And I'm walking actually on in a ditch. There's a lot of cars going by. I could walk on the shoulder, but the shoulder's only, it's like a foot wide of pavement. And it's very apparent that this is not a footpath. Some some brambles. There is some kind of animal skeleton. That's the thing. It's like you think, you know, you're not really out in nature if you're not that far away from the city, but it doesn't take long before 
you're really out in nature. Thirty-five minutes in, and I am walking over. It's a pretty brand new bridge that leads over Interstate 73, which is a brand new road. And I don't know why, but like Greensboro seems to have like way too many interstates. Like I'm not complaining because interstates are great, but it's just road, 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 road. It's gonna take you all dang day. Yeah, it is. It's not gonna be. Uh, it's gonna take me a while. Are people like looking at you weird for walking down the street? I, I've only seen like one guy, and I, I get like the bro nod. I get like the hey, what's up. I don't really, I don't like, or I get a wave or a whatever, but there's not like, I mean, everybody's whizzing by. They're not really like looking at me and I'm not really looking at them. Dogs. It is 937. I have traveled 3.68 miles and uh, I'm walking on the road. The second I hear a car and it was just jumping into the grass. Good. Well, sorry to bother you. I uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm actually a, a writer with Our State Magazine, uh -huh. and uh, I am actually doing a story where I, I walk to work from <laughs> from Oak Ridge to Greensboro. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> so you got a, you got a uh, Ramsey's tattoo on your arm too. Ah uh, yes, yes I do. Did you go to Tar Hill for life. Tar Hill for life. Tar Hill for life. What's your name? Uh, Randy. This is my parents' house. So. Oh okay, that's a nice house. It's like like looks, looks like a log cabin. Yep. You feel like you're close to town out here, or like what, yeah, what's your feeling it's, about living here? It's uh, it's quiet, uh, but you got access to Greensboro. It's close by. What would you do? You think if you had a if you had a car breakdown, or would you walk like me? Would you? Would you? Would... <laughs> you call one of your cousins or something to come pick you up? <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. you. All right, take care. You too. I'm walking past a horse farm now. The horse basically just kind of glances up every once in a while and like sniffs my microphone and then just goes back down and starts eating grass again. About five miles into my walk, I just stopped at Wilson's Grocery. You doing all right today? Yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Is that it for you? That is it. Have a good morning. Oh yeah. yeah. Just peachy. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Just on a big walk. Well, good luck. Thank you. I bought some Pop-Tarts because I remember from my hike in the Smokies that Pop-Tarts are like an instant rush of energy. And I'm getting a little bit hungry, so problem was Pop-Tarts cost 89 cents and I didn't have any cash on me so I just kind of had to keep on buying stuff until I got to five dollars so I now have a big water bottle and a, a giant Twix bar I am not gonna run out of sugar on the way to work today I'm exactly seven miles in it's almost halfway through I'm now on the northern outskirts of, of Greensboro and I have encountered my first sidewalk. 
and then now I'm back in the grass again because the sidewalk started and then it just ended on both sides of the road. So there was a little spot where I had to walk through like a brush in my long pants, thank goodness. But uh, sidewalks, they kind of just stop and start. They're not consistent. So I am uh, crossing over Battleground Avenue, which is like the main drag into Greensboro. And I am two hours and 37 minutes into my walk. My feet are getting a little sore. I am walking underneath the Greensboro Outer Belt, which is under construction. There's just concrete and steel and cranes and banging and all sorts of stuff all around me. I'm just like walking in the middle of the road. How's it going, fellas? What's the best way to cross here? I just come right across here. Okay. You just laying down new asphalt today? Yeah, warm. Hot, sticky asphalt they're laying down. And uh, I walked behind it, and now my boots have asphalt stuck to them. There are no sidewalks. And the woods are just right up on the road. There's, uh, there's houses over here, which is, it's like, they're back in the woods, like, forgotten. They're, like, abandoned. They're tiny. And it's like, sometimes you think you're out in the country, and the city just comes to you. How are you? What's, what? Why are you out here on the side of the road today, man? I just take one day at a time. Yeah. You know how God is. It's so wonderful. You know what I mean? I'm just happy to be alive, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jeremy. What's your name? Lacey. L-A-C-Y. Lacey? What's your sign say? Homeless, plea help, God bless, John 3.16. Why is this your spot? I got to live just like everybody else. And uh spot been good to me, you know what I mean? And... uh that's why I keep coming back. People take care of you here? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I can't complain. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care. All right, God bless. I cut in behind between an ice cream shop and a animal clinic. And I am now on the Greenway, the Atlantic and Yadkin Greenway. How y'all doing? Hey, man. Hey, my name is Jeremy. I'm a reporter with Our State Magazine. How are you? What's your name? David. David, what's your name? Audrey. Audrey. I'm trying to stretch my back out because I'm an injured. I've injured my back a year and a half ago, uh -huh. and we try to do short walks. And that's my uncle up there on the bike. Oh, and yeah? I told him I was going to meet him. Usually, right. whenever you stop the bike, pull the phone out, and it's some solicitation from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, is a, is a telemarketer called you while you're on your bike? That's right. So, you had, so you had to get off your bike to, to get off your bike, check it out, telemarketer, and it's sort of like, well. It's good for Christian patients. <laughs> it is. It'll teach you something. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, so you bike out here a lot, though. You're out here. Well, I, you know, uh, much as I can. Uh, my new mechanic, Doctor Wong, uh -huh. is telling me this blood pressure has got to stay on the doodle. So, uh, this is the way to do it. Now, this guy—he's not telling you the whole story. Oh yeah. This guy had bacterial spinal meningitis. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about death's door. Look at the guy. Yeah. We're talking God here. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So What's you your, live in Oak Ridge, huh? I live in Oak Ridge, yeah. 
I walked here from Oak Ridge. So. That's awesome. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. All right. All right. So I got 11 miles in. I got three more to go. I work for our state, so I got about three miles to the office. Good Take luck care. To you, Bye. Bro. This greenway runs behind everything, like behind it. An auto service center and a pizza place. It reminds me of how like train tracks run. You, you know, there's parts of it that run across farms and through woods, but then a lot of it runs behind houses. One time an engineer told me that he really gets to see how people are really living because they put their best stuff out front and they kind of throw the rest of it out back. And that's what he gets to see. And here, that's what I get to see. Always putting their best face forward, but there's always something else going on. How y'all doing? Hey, good. Just hanging out? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing walking with all that gear? I walked from Oak Ridge all oh, the way out goodness. to here. Yeah, so it's not that far by car, but when you walk, it's far. It seems that way, especially the hotter the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jeremy, by the way, Markovich. Oh, oh. Jeremy, nice to meet you. I'm Angie. Angie, what's Denise. Denise. Wait, so you all just taking a break from over here? Oh, yeah. Our lunch break. So you just set up a blanket over here and let it against the fence when the shade? <laughs> yes, Lord. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm about to get a lawn chair and hook it with a bike chain to here so they can <laughs> stay here permanently. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. taking a little breather. Well, don't let us keep you on your walk now. No, okay. Enjoy. Well, I'm, I'm almost done. I just, I'm just i taking a break, too, for a second. <laughs> since since y'all are, are here. Yeah. So, all right. Nice to meet you all. Nice, nice to, to meet you, too, well. Jeremy. All right. I'm walking up to the end of the Greenway. Um, it starts way up in Summerfield, um, past the lake, and it runs along what used to be the old railroad line. Uh, all the way into town and ironically ends across the street from a golden corral which makes sense because i mean you gotta be hungry if you finish the whole thing it is the home stretch and i can see my office from here its location is like the most greensboro possible location it is between a tobacco company headquarters and a textile company headquarters and this is it i can see it my office, the place that I come to every day. Across the street is where my baby daughter was born a year ago this month. And my wife went into labor in the middle of the night and we woke up and I jumped in the car. And we sped off and got here as fast as we possibly could. He made it in maybe less than 20 minutes. And <laughs> it's four, it's four and a half hours away by foot. But you don't really realize that when you're in the car. Andy. You made it. I made it. I figured I would meet you on the parking lot. Well, good. I'm glad you came out to say hi. Was it warm or was it nice in the morning? It was, it was when it's breezy, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But. I'm sure you're ready to sit down. Yeah, I am. Also, I cannot tell you how much I do not want that coffee that you're holding in your hand right now. <laughs> Well, you know, I thought about it when I was at Starbucks bringing you a coffee. And no. I was, and I thought, you know what? That's probably the last thing he wants. I don't want coffee. And I would have uh, I would have bought you a beer, but that seemed a little work inappropriate for 
110. No, it's not. All right, let's see. Officially, four hours and 40 minutes, 13.34 miles. So. So you walked a half marathon. Pretty much. Any immediate takeaways? I mean, the immediate takeaway is like nothing is uh, human scale about this. Like, like if you live downtown. You know, I mean, if you live like a mile away from here, like you're living on like a very like human scale. But like the second that you go past that, it's just, you just, like that's the whole thing. It's just like nothing is set up for anything else but driving somewhere. So is your house remote? I think it is. I mean, it is in the way that like, if I didn't have a car, I'd be like, you would not, I don't know. It you changes everything. It just changes the whole equation. So it's like, if there's a gas shortage because of the hurricane, like, what are you going to do if you can't drive it? Your options disappear. They're just gone. Walking. So you gotta walk. Well, you're probably exhausted. I'm gonna go inside, sit down. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come sit with y'all for a minute. Yeah. That was Tuesday, two days before this episode came out, and I'm here still thinking about it, about this whole season, about where I've been and what I've seen and what it's taken to get there, and. Do I know what remote is? I think, after all of this, I do. Being remote, really, is about knowing when it's time to go and when it's time to come back. I went to a lot of remote places, and after every trip, I was happy with what I'd seen, what I'd achieved. But after every journey, I was always happiest when I came home. Hello. Hello, Daddy. Hi. I like it. I'm good. And whenever you can come home to be with the people you love, you're never that remote at all. I like Did you do your podcasting here? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Hello. Hi, Dada. Hello. I'm home. You're home? I'm home. So that's it. That is the end of season one. But it is not the end for me. I am always heading out on the road, recorder in hand, ready to find more remote places, interesting people, and great stories. Most of all, I just want to say thank you. It has been a lot of fun, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it at least a fraction as much as I've enjoyed making it. Make sure you keep watching this feed. We may have something else in store for you. But until then, I'll see you in the magazine. Away Message is produced, written, and edited by me, Jeremy Markovich. 
Our digital manager is Andy Busum. Our music coordinator is Rosalie Catanoso. And our editor-in-chief is Elizabeth Hudson. Our theme song, which is also our closing song this week, is You Taste Like Wine by The Collection, a terrific band from Winston-Salem. In fact, all of our closing music on this podcast has been from musicians who call North Carolina home. We've put all of those songs on a playlist for you to listen to. You can find it at away.ourstate.com. Additional music this week by Lee Rosphere, Katie Adelson, and the U.S. Navy Band. This podcast is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 80 years. If you like the show, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash awaymessagepodcast, or give us a good rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Each old one keeps me longing for more. And one more thing, horses? Horses love jokes. How are y'all doing? Why the long faces? But umpa. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye, horses. We'll talk to you again real soon. Yeah.